0: When you hear the word entrepreneur, well-known business leaders come to mind, and you probably think about success, wealth, freedom, and maybe even fame, but that's not the path of the common entrepreneur. While the media portrays a sexy, exciting life for millionaire and billionaire entrepreneurs, that's not the majority of business owners. The reality is that many business owners struggle before they find success. Sound familiar? While there can be enormous satisfaction and pride with entrepreneurship, the path is often rocky and most aren't prepared for what's ahead. We sure weren't, there were twists and turns and sometimes we felt downright isolated and lonely by our experiences. The truth is that the path to success is cluttered with messy moments. That's why today we're sharing our own detours as we discuss the things we wish we knew prior to becoming an entrepreneur
1: hey you you're listening to the messy desk podcast the show for entrepreneurs who want to achieve
0: more without the overwhelm and drama because although business and life get messy that doesn't mean things have to be hard join
1: us as we help you cope with the chaos and banish your barriers so that you can move forward in your entrepreneurial journey i'm megan monaghan and i'm Teresa Safali. let's get on with it Hi, Teresa. It's great to see
0: you today. You're looking beautiful. Thank you. I, I really like how your hair is pinned back today. I think it oh, looks really pretty. Thank you very much. I have puffy I hair a beautiful today. face.
1: Oh, oh, thank you. I'm going to blush. Actually, I'm going to blush because I have tons of blush on. <laughs> For the camera. For the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still laughing about last week because our tech person who edits our uh, videos and our podcast, our audio... Who, he's actually my husband as well he surprised us by putting some bloopers in at the end of the podcast so after the outro so if any of you didn't catch that last week make sure you go back and listen because they're pretty funny they were eyes cracking up <laughs> yeah it's the laugh good. About <laughs> we didn't know anyone was listening no not at all Well, Teresa, when we look at the statistics about entrepreneurship and small business ownership in the United States, the news is pretty positive. According to a study on small business trends by Guidant Financial, entrepreneurs are more than content with their careers. In fact, they're thoroughly enjoying small business ownership. And 78% of the respondents said their business was currently profitable. So the majority of entrepreneurs are happy and their business is making money, which is fantastic news. Do you agree, Teresa? Are you happy with being your own
0: boss and running your own business? Oh, yes. I'm so happy. I love running my own business and I could never see myself working for anyone other than me. The funny thing is that I know lots of entrepreneurs, as do you, and
1: while nearly all of them would say they're happy, they'd also say this stuff is really hard. Mm -hmm. Just, Just because you're happy doesn't mean you're not working your tail off and struggling. Most of them are happy, but they're struggling. And that second part is what's not accounted for in the survey answers. It's what a lot of people leave out of the story when you ask them about being their own boss. I really had no idea about some of the things I would have to face as a business owner. So I wish they'd been more transparent, but I totally understand why they weren't.
0: So absolutely. Most business owners don't share the quote unquote ugly stuff. It could be because they're too embarrassed to share that they're struggling or they think they have to play a part and look a certain way, or maybe they have imposter syndrome. It makes you wonder why people become entrepreneurs in the first place. In that study you mentioned, I noticed that 55% of the respondents said their motivations for opening a business were to be their own boss, and 39% wanted to pursue their passion. 25% were dissatisfied with corporate America. So I think that most entrepreneurs are content, struggles included, because most of them have achieved at least one of their motivating reasons for starting a business, you know?
1: That's a good point. Business owners are willing to take the bad with the good because they are fulfilling their motivations. That's interesting, isn't it? I think that most people become entrepreneurs because they're searching for a different lifestyle. In my mind, it's about individual desires to attain goals they haven't been successful at achieving in their current work-life situation. So their entrepreneurial journey begins when they start to seek alternatives to their existing lifestyle. To me, these motivations in the survey results are about people wanting to change their existing lifestyle and their future too. You know, I considered many things for years before I left my corporate job, and I talked to a lot of business owners. None of them described to me what I've experienced in my own journey. None of what they said prepared me for becoming an entrepreneur. I never thought it would be easy. I knew it would require dedication and perseverance and it has. However, I never dreamed it would be as challenging as it has been for my mental and emotional fortitude. Wow, I'm sounding super dramatic right now. That's okay. What I'm getting at is that the path to success at being my own boss was just unexpected. What I faced isn't represented in a survey or even talked about much by business owners themselves.
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying. There's so much you don't know about being a business owner until you go through it. Looking back, I've learned so much, but there are many things I wish I knew. It have made the journey less bumpy along the way. One thing I wish I knew was that having a clear plan would save me so much time and contribute so much to my success. Honestly, I didn't learn the benefits of proper planning until I started my coaching business. Can you believe that? No. No. <laughs> knowing you (laughs) know. Well, I was a professional craft designer in the craft and hobby industry for over 20 years. In that time, I travel taught and created countless projects for magazines, books, and manufacturers. But I also worked as a social media strategist and a web designer and a content creator and a publisher and a consultant and more. I wore a lot of hats because I was doing all of those things under the craft and hobby umbrella I believed that I was on a purposeful journey, and I was wrong. What I was actually doing was I was pivoting a lot without any understanding of why I was doing what I was doing or where I was really headed. This sent me off on a lot of detours, had me chasing shiny objects all over the place, and resulted in working way harder than I had to. If I'd understood what I wanted and was clear on my goals, I'd have saved a ton of time and effort and headaches. Now, as you know, I work with a plan. The actions I take in my business are much more deliberate and decisions are way easier to make. Planning is also easier and a lot of fun. Yep. strategically planning out my next steps no longer makes me feel like I'd rather play in traffic. Oh, business planning is something
1: that you're not taught. You often don't go looking for it at first. And I would never say it was fun, but I know you love it, <laughs> but you soon realize that you're not going to achieve your goals without planning. So I'm with you on that. I've struggled with planning since day one, as you know. <laughs> okay, so my first thing I wish I knew before becoming an
0: entrepreneur was how to sell. I you know this one sounds really oh weird. yeah. That's- <laughs> No, it's not weird at all. It's something I didn't even consider either. So go Uh, right at it. (laughs) Nobody says anything about that part. Honestly, it doesn't matter
1: what products or services you offer if you can't sell them. Without the ability to sell and get paying customers on a consistent basis, let's face it, you're not going to have a successful business. True. Is it that simple? Yes, I think it is. And yet I didn't think of it in advance. (laughs) Plus, no one ever said it to me. They never said, Megan, selling is hard. At first, I thought it was just an issue for me. I was raised not to toot my own horn, as my parents like to call it. No one likes a braggart. So at my very core, promoting and selling just felt really uncomfortable.
0: My mother-in-law used to say, I like me. Who do you like? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Here's a fact,
1: though. Once I started networking with more business owners, many of them told me that they had trouble with selling too. I wish I knew how much importance and emphasis there'd be on selling. Mm -hmm. I just never thought about it all that much. Because if I did, I'm not sure I would have chosen what I currently do. Or at the very least, I would have learned how to sell. I would have trained in this area better. Selling is something that I'm still learning to get comfortable with. One very important lesson I've learned about selling is this. There are many ways to sell, but you don't need all of them. You just need one of them. And I I kind of feel like I should repeat that. There are many ways to sell, but you don't need all of them. You just need one of them. Pick just one method of selling, one that works with your personality, and one that gets you customers, of course. Start with one. This is a common theme you'll hear from me since I'm a
0: firm believer in minimalism in marketing. I love that advice. No one really talks about selling. Well, unless you're a sales coach. Seriously though, it's a critical skill that every entrepreneur needs. Starting with one method is solid advice. Gotta keep it simple. Speaking of selling, when I was working in craft and hobby, the World Wide Web was in its infancy. I was there for the dawn of blogging and social media. Maybe I'm dating myself a little bit here. I was an early adopter when it was easy to build authority and influence online. The good old days. Yes, the good old days. As an introvert, this worked really well for me as it allowed me to hide behind my computer. I was building this huge following online, which was Highly beneficial at that time. However, I was missing out on something super important, relationship building. In the early days of my budding entrepreneurship, my mentors never spoke about that. They talked about how to nurture online relationships a lot, but never about real life ones. I'm talking deep connected relationships, which brings me to another thing I wish I knew before coming an entrepreneur because it made a huge difference in my business. I wish I knew that building offline relationships were just as important as building online relationships. Once I left the craft and hobby industry to solely focus on my coaching business, I struggled. All of the strategies and tactics I learned as an online marketer simply didn't work for this new type of business. It became immediately clear that I was not going to sell high-end coaching with the online strategies I knew. So I joined a year-long mentorship program where it was suggested that I take my efforts offline. I resisted. as I but, <laughs> but I dragged my own butt, kicking and screaming, to different network events in my community using Meetup. And it was through Meetup that I met my friend, Tina Campbell, the New York regional partner of Master Networks. It was through her that I learned about the power of networking. I learned why in real life relationships were important and how to cultivate meaningful relationships. It's made all the difference in my business. I benefit from the relationships I've built in so many ways. I'll only name a few here so that we're not here all day. It's helped me grow my contacts, reach, authority, influence, and my revenue. If I'm looking for a specific service, someone in my network can usually connect me with a trusted source. that's a good one. If I'm stuck, there's always somebody to brainstorm with. Powerful collaborations have emerged. And I have the opportunities to teach and help fellow colleagues by sharing my skills and strengths. And that always makes me feel good. I don't care what your product or service is. The benefits of building offline relationships are massive. And I encourage everyone to find one of those networking events in your area and ask around at those events for good recommendations. Networkers know the good spots. Networking and relationships are critical. Remember when I said you need
1: one method of selling at least to start? Mm -hmm. My first and best method has been word of mouth referrals, which obviously rely on excellent relationships. This is a good point to bring up, so thank you. Because if you perceive that you're alone in business, you'll take longer to get ahead. Relationships help you get ahead and help you maintain your sanity. So avoid the perception that you don't need anyone just because you're your own boss. That's amazing advice. Which actually leads me to my next point. The other thing no one ever warned me about before becoming an entrepreneur was the absolute necessity to change certain attitudes, beliefs, and perceptions. Oh, yes. (laughs) People refer to this as having the right mindset. Six years ago, mindset was something I thought that was total bunk and an utter waste of time. I didn't see myself as having low self-esteem. My self-confidence appeared to be solid. I thought, what is all of this mindset mumbo jumbo about? My mind is in the right place. However, I was so mistaken. I was dead wrong about mindset in general and my mindset for sure. I was truly unprepared for the mental and emotional work ahead of me. And this was by far the most difficult, painstaking, and challenging part of running a business for Mm me. Here's another thing few people talk about. Sure, it's awesome to be your own boss, but you know what that means? When failure happens, who is to blame? Who is responsible for the success and outcomes of the business? It's all on you. So what happens? We all have different ways of dealing with life. For me, I reverted to old feelings of inadequacy. My fears sprouted again. I started to doubt my abilities, my worthiness. Was I good enough?
0: I know you've asked yourself that same question, Teresa, yeah? Many times. You know, we could do an entire episode, if not several, just dedicated to the topic of mindset. What I'm hearing you say is that it's the solitary that contributes to getting stuck in your own negative headspace. There are many times throughout my journey that I wondered if I had what it took to be an entrepreneur. Exactly. I came to realize that I didn't believe I was good enough. And
1: that belief affected every aspect of my business. It negatively affected my earning potential and my ability to acquire more clients, and so many other areas too. So I had to change. First, I had to uncover what I truly felt about myself and my beliefs about failure, success, and my role in them. Then I had to work super hard to change my perception of myself and of life in general. You may have heard of the self fulfilling prophecy imposter syndrome, which you mentioned a few minutes ago, and manifestation. These became very real concepts for me. And while many refer to the universe, I'm using quotes, air quotes, universe, as that bigger force running the show, for me that force is God. So I had to work on my faith too. My one piece of advice in this area is to accept failure as part of your destiny, a part that is inevitable and necessary for you to reach your goals and dreams. You will not avoid failure. It's how you respond to and deal with the bad stuff that determines your future. Don't blame others. Accept responsibility. When things go wrong, analyze what happened to figure out what to change or to improve to avoid a repeat performance. Look inward because most of the time there's a lesson to learn and mindset work to be done. Don't underestimate the power of your mind and beliefs in your success. These things make or break businesses all of the time.
0: That's right. Henry Ford famously said, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. And guess what? You absolutely can. You and I have had this conversation many times. I think it all starts with awareness. Once you recognize that you're going to that negative space, you can decide to do something different about it. And no one can change their behavior overnight. So start small, pick one thing, work on it. Do you have anything else that you want to add, Megan? Of course I do. (laughs) (laughs) I want to tell listeners not
1: to give up. Keep going. The strong whys that drive you to run a business and the deep desire to change your lifestyle aren't enough on some days. That's just the truth. I'm just being really honest. We all run into this. That is to say, you're not alone. The journey is never perfect. It's messy. But eventually, that will lead you to greater things, my friend,
0: if you tough it out. That's it from us today. We'd love to know, what is something you wish you knew before becoming an entrepreneur? We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at MessyDeskPodcast at gmail.com. See you next time. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the
1: Messy Desk Podcast and leave us a review.
0: We're interested in what you're interested in. So email us at messydeskpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com with your topic suggestions and questions. And most importantly, stay messy
1: because that's where the growth, progress, and magic happen.
0: This is so much fun. <laughs>
1: Blah 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 blah. blah. The voice in the Peanuts cartoon, right?
0: Oh, uh, wah, wah, the teacher. Wah, 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 wah. All the adults. That's me
1: today. I think sure. you do need to do voice exercise. <laughs> yeah, this one.
0: Me 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 <laughs> me 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 me. No, I got to move to Hawaii. <laughs> can I visit? <laughs> yeah,
1: you definitely can visit.
0: Can I visit for
1: like months on end? <laughs> I don't know how you do the winters in New York. No thanks.
0: Cue hey. the music. <laughs> Da Isn't that the Hawaii 5-0 theme? Oh, no da, 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 idea. Da. You said Hawaii earlier, now that's stuck in my <laughs> head the rest of the day. Thanks, Megan. I thought it was dun 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 dun. Is that what you're doing?
1: Mm. Oh okay. <laughs> Just up a, like a half step or so. Uh, everything I sing is in a minor key. <laughs> I <right>? know. <laughs> I don't really know what that means, but I know that it's
0: minor. You know that it's minor. Minor keys are so, more uh, ominous uh, sounding. Um, like me. Which is appropriate. If it's one thing I am, it's ominous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you so much. Uh, oh, you're I love you too. Kissy <laughs> face. Honestly, what I really need is a padded soundproof room. What I need is a padded cell. <laughs> <laughs> you have to stop with these great one-liners. Everyone's going to think you're the funny one. <laughs>